This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine is brought to you by Retro Days, a fun online community at retro-daze.org and the Retro Days YouTube channel featuring the RD's Retro Detention series. Click the links in today's show notes to connect now. And by the Retro Network on Patreon. Fans can sign up now for just a dollar a month to unlock great bonus content or become a Retro Network VIP. $2 gains access to the VIP lounge on the Slack app. Or $5 opens the VIP Vault audio archive with over 100 podcasts, including new episodes of the weekly After Hours podcast with Jason and Mickey. Patreon.com forward slash The Retro Network. Or click the link in today's show notes to sign up now. The following is a presentation of The Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! The Retro Network Time Machine is ready to double back once again to our pop culture past. Jason and Mickey here with a fresh episode for you this week mick how you doing better week feeling like crap oh here yes i can hear and you do sound like crap i'm sorry man covid Uh, no covid wishes (laughs) uh starting to spring up uh getting around here one of our guys in bindery out today with covid so i hope and pray it does not affect a uh, trip that's coming up soon you know, yeah. But anyway, if okay. COVID gets me again, they're gonna have to quarantine COVID for two weeks. <laughs> beware, COVID. Beware. You've been warned. Anything fun happened since we've been uh, off? You've been watching anything? Oh yeah, Masters of the Universe Revelation. That's right. You have put a review awesome. up there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You are one that I've seen of a few. That have just been over the moon for it. Yeah, well, I think everybody else is wrong then. Okay. I we'll talk have... about it in after hours. Okay. I don't know. More people hear this. Let's talk about it now. Okay. What was you going to say? You still haven't seen it? Still haven't seen it. Still haven't pulled the trigger on uh, my Netflix subscription. I saw today that uh, Cobra Kai Season 4 scheduled for December. So it's going to have to be sooner rather than later if I want to catch up, you know. Yeah, well, this is uh, no spoilers for Masters of the Universe, but I know people were upset that it didn't feature He-Man as much as they were hoping. But all the other series were titled He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This is just Masters of the Universe. So He-Man's no longer in the title. And for almost 40 years of the property, it's been He-Man versus Skeletor in the same battles over and over and over. And, you know, every story has a little different twist to it, but generally it's the same thing over and over. So it feels like this revelation show is the next step. It's what happens beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I just really dug it. I liked the concept and I liked the characters they chose to feature and the storytelling I thought was really good. So uh, yeah, I was a big fan. So you were, 
if memory serves me correctly, you were a little hesitant based on like the animation style. So it sounds like the story just kind of overpowered any of that and became more of an afterthought. Right. Well, and the animation, when you watch it, um, I was apprehensive for wrong reasons, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I liked everything about it. Well, I think I'm going to have to finally pull the trigger then and get my take. We had talked about doing uh, maybe a roundtable podcast uh, sometime in the near future when uh, everybody, I mean me, <laughs> gets around to watch it. But I know several of uh, our cohorts there in the lounge have been chiming in about it and talking about it. So uh, maybe in a week or so here, we'll get your voice back better maybe get you on second shift and maybe get you on a podcast like that and we can battle it out <laughs> yeah well everybody I, I don't know that i'd want to be on that podcast because i'd probably be uh in the minority there uh, i don't know i it sucks that it's so seems to be so polarizing mm-hmm. you know and it really i don't know people are very opinionated and people love what they love and they don't want it screwed up. But at the same time, there's also a cloudiness around their head that can't let anything else in, you know? So well, I'll say this to those people. I'll, I'll ask them a question. Did you really want the same thing again? I mean, did you want more of the same that you've always had? I think where they went with this is exciting. Yeah. And I can't wait for the next five episodes to see what what happens next awesome well there you go people a uh, a free review would invite you to go over to retro ramblings though get the full review from mick the uh, one with spoilers the one with spoilers yeah i started reading i saw spoilers and was like i'll come back to it yeah i did put a warning in there yeah uh another thing another little piece of news i know we're not doing recurrent events anymore but uh i saw something that I figured you would want to comment. Beautiful Bobby Eaton passed away today. Yeah, I was going to save that for after hours, but I'll go ahead and spend a few minutes now. For, uh, I mean, I know you watch wrestling, but you probably are not aware of Bobby's full history. No. And a lot of people listening aren't. People will hear that name, and because it's not a Sting or a Ric Flair Ultimate Warrior type, they'll say, oh, well, whatever. But Bobby Eaton was probably the finest example of a professional wrestler that there's ever been. And, you know, I'm a big Ric Flair fan. I put Bobby Eaton's in-ring work above anybody I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because he just passed away and it's the trendy thing to do. I mean, that with sincerity that Bobby Eaton was as perfect as of a performer as you could ask for. Now he, he didn't have the charisma to do interviews and stuff, which probably held him back. But if he had that to put with his talent, he would have been one of the biggest stars in history. Uh, mainly known for tag team wrestling, but the midnight express, the midnight express, but you know, he won world tag team titles with Dennis Condry and Stan Lane as the midnight express. He won world tag team titles with Art Anderson, won the world tag team titles with uh, Lord Steven Regal during the Monday Night Wars. He was still relevant then. Uh, numerous other tag team titles around the country. But Didn't they put the TV title on him? 
they did in 1990, mm-hmm. 91, late 90, 91. If the Clash of the Champions shows are still on the new WWE Network on Peacock. I don't know if they are, but people can go watch um, the Knoxville USA show that has Ric Flair against Bobby Eaton in a two out of three fall match in the main event to get a great example of just how good Bobby Eaton was. But you, I dare anybody to go watch any Bobby Eaton match and find anything in it where you thought, Bobby came across as fake. All mm-hmm. his stuff looked good. But, you know, I'm a big Rock and Roll Express fan, and a lot of people will say Ricky Morton is the best tag team wrestler of all time. I think the Rock and Roll Express together was the best tag team ever, but Bobby Eaton was the best individual tag team wrestler of all time. And a lot of people don't know Bobby's early history. He started when he was 16 or 17, setting up the ring for Nick Goulas and somebody no showed one night and they asked him, did he want to wrestle? And he did. And he never looked back Mm. and him and a very young in in the mid to late seventies, a very young macho man, Randy Savage. They pretty much taught each other how to wrestle. They wrestled each other every night when they were starting out and they were doing stuff. Unfortunately, no video exists, but by all accounts, they innovated the high flying style before that was a thing every night in cities all through Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. that they were putting on a show and still in the show night in and night out at 17 and 18 years old. Hmm. So, but Bobby was great. Bobby always managed to stay relevant. Like I said, he was a big star in the seventies, all through the eighties into the Monday night wars. He was still relevant and winning world tag team titles. So hmm. that just a testament to just how great of a performer he was. And it's a shame. Uh, also by all accounts, every, wrestler book you read everything you read online everybody points to bobby eaton as being the nicest human being in wrestling and i saw something today that said professional wrestling didn't deserve bobby eaton but we're sure glad we had him and i think Mm. that's probably pretty pretty fitting so well good well said uh i have not watched him enough to really comment i do remember Following along with the house show, I don't know if it was the Halloween Havocs or or what it was, and they had one of his matches up in their top five for the longest time. Probably Halloween Havoc '89 against uh, Tom Zink. I, that sounds right. So, yeah, I, I I just from the little that I know no, and from hearing Go that ahead. would be incorrect. Halloween Havoc 89, Mike Rotunda wrestled Tom Zink. Bobby Eaton was in the six-man tag with the Samoans, and that match is great. Mm. Maybe that was the one they had. Could have been. Anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I saw that today, and I immediately thought of you, and I figured you'd have something to share. So thanks Bobby, for doing that here. Bobby was such a good bad guy. You know, the Rock and Roll Express in the 80s were like rock stars. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm a huge fan. I'm not apologizing for being a Rock and Roll Express fan, but we couldn't have loved the rock and roll express as much as we did. If we didn't hate Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry as much mm-hmm. as we did. Yeah. So. Always got to have that heel team, you know, to, for your guys to come back and win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sad note there today that I saw, but well said, glad you got the comment on that. 
And uh, I guess from here, we'll just go ahead and move on with the show. What do we got coming up in the time machine, Mick? Uh, we're playing another round of quiz show. Oh, uh, yeah. We are, aren't we? Non-title match. Oh, no, 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 no. It's always a title match. <laughs> Don't give me that. <laughs> you said you were going to let it be known that I asked to do this. Yes. And you're right. I'm tired of listening to you whine and crying for play. <laughs> So this is it. Yep. This is your yep. last shot. So the, the the heels on top. It's time for the good guys to come back and win. Yeah, tell that to Ric Flair. See how that worked <laughs> out every time. Here we go. All right. Well, let's jump in the time machine. We're going to do our sixth episode of the quiz show. All right, here we are in the time machine. We're playing our fun quiz show. As Mick mentioned, as you probably know, uh, listening over the last several episodes, Mick has won three in a row. I won the first two, so the overall score is three to two. We use the uh, Trivial Pursuit Pop Culture Edition from 2004 for our questions. We got six categories, movies, TV, music, sports and games, buzz, and fad. And it's the first to 10 will win. And just depending on how we're positioned, somebody if it's 10 to 9 and it's the other person's turn, they do have a chance to come back and tie it up. Send in overtime. But with that said, I figure you want me uh, guessing first and you'll go in the uh, home team position. Yeah, the champion always comes out last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want it to be known before we start. I'm heavily medicated. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir. Whenever you are ready, hit me. All right. Movies. You folks have to bear with me in my voice tonight. Who you'll get this one. Who was the mysterious suspect the police were trying to find in the usual suspects? Kaiser Sose. That would be correct. Yeah, that's one uh what's the next scheduled one in our Drive-In 95 series. Would love to get to it. Okay. Here comes Mickey with his movie question. Who played the title role in What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Johnny Depp. Correct. 1-1. Who played his uh, dumb little brother? Uh, Was that... uh, Uh... DiCaprio. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That was not your official question. Yeah, don't you don't make me use my noodle out of uh, turn here. Come on. Television. What sitcom was the Parkers a spinoff of? Ooh, the Parkers. Um Parkers, Parkers, Parkers. Ah, uh, it's not coming to me. I'll I'll guess Roseanne. Nope, Moesha. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> All right. In television, what did NBC start dubbing its Thursday night lineup in 1993? Must see TV. You're getting the easy ones, man. Dang. Easy. Hell, I had to think about that one for a while. He <laughs> did not. All right. Vicky's up two to one. All right. Uh, let's see. Music. 
what state was commemorated in a 1992 hit by Arrested Development? Tennessee. Correct. Tennessee. Tennessee. All right. Music for Mickey. What four female names are featured in the song titles on the White Album? That's a good question. It's one I have to sit and think about. I'm not going to get them all. Um, I don't know. It is Sadie, Martha, Julia, and Prudence. Yeah, Dear Prudence. I like that song. I would have had no idea. I am not a Beatles fan in the least. Well, what's wrong with you? I don't know, man. It's just never connected with me. Okay. Sports and games. Uh, You might have a shot at this one. What 1983 college basketball team, which included Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler, was known as Phi Slamma Jamma? University of Houston. Correct. I don't even have to look to know that that's correct. (laughs) All right. Sports and games. Oh, this is a fun question. What pro golfer was the collegiate roommate of Michael Jordan at the University of North Carolina? Pro golfer roommate of Michael Jordan. Mm. I don't believe this is correct, but I'm going to say Phil Mickelson. Yes, not correct. It is Davis Love the Third. Yes. Phil Mickelson also had a famous roommate, but I couldn't remember who it was, so I just took a chance. Yeah, I don't I know him. I think Phil Mickelson's roommate was Jim Nance, actually. Really? The broadcaster. Huh. The broadcaster. Didn't know that. All right. Uh, I'm up three to two. Here we go. <laughs> Buzz, what did Jack Nicholson use to bash a person's car? After being involved in a traffic accident. Oh. I do remember hearing about this, but I cannot remember. What did Jack Nicholson use to smash a person's car in a traffic accident? Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's goggles. No. Uh, How about a golf club? Correct. Oh, yes. It was not Davis Love the Thirds, though. (laughs) All right. We are on Buzz. What Canadian town was the childhood home of late show band leader Paul Schaefer? Um, That's a tough one. Split Beaver, Alberta, Canada. Um, oh, um, Toronto. Correct answer is Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Hmm. All right. So what are you up now? Four to two? Four to two. We're on our fad question on the last, on the wish, card here. I wish I hadn't took a double dose of medicine before this. <laughs> fad. Um, what 80s book? satirically counseled the private school Lacoste wearing crowd. So it was an eighties book. It was 
trying to give advice to kids in private school who wear who wore Lacoste clothing. Uh, no idea. The official preppy handbook. Really? Okay. Okay. Oh, you're going to get this. Gosh. In fads, what sense does Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, lack? Um, fashion. <laughs> because he's blind, he can't see how he's dressing. <laughs> yes, his eyesight. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> One for the good guys. <laughs> New card, and it is four to three. Man, we smashed those two cards. Yeah. All right, movies. Good luck here. Who played super creepy Frank Booth in the movie Blue Velvet? Hmm. Uh, Blue Velvet. No idea. Billy Bob Thornton. Nope. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Hey. Never seen that one. All right. Uh, we already had that card. Yeah, I'm not giving you any freebies tonight. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely give you this card. Movies. What is the French equivalent to the Oscars? Um, uh, Lay Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> Royale Oscars? No. Yeah. It is the Caesars. Mm. So right. four to three. Television. What Seattle radio station does Fraser Crane do his show from? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. WKRP. No. K A C L. Did not watch that show enough to uh, know that one. Okay. Oh, this is easy. In TV, who was Pinky's cartoon partner in the Animaniacs? Never watched it. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the brain. That's right. Pinky and the brain. Here's just something to think about, people. Something deep. The brain is the only thing in all of history that ever named itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Deep so we're thoughts. tied up, huh? Deep thoughts. Yeah, we're tied up at four. Now we get well, our music questions. The fact that you got the first question correct and started off one nothing would make this yet another come from behind victory. <laughs> I love coming from behind. <laughs> All right, music. <laughs> We're not an after hours yet, dude. What 1984 Cars album was named for a fictitious metropolis? Oh, uh. Oh, crap. Oh, uh, Heartbeat City. Correct. Protest. Wow. I would have, <laughs> I would have kicked myself had I not thought of that one. I'm filing an official protest because. You're the only one. That, well, you're not the only one. There's a lot of people <laughs> that listen to crappy music like that. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to have to end this show, man. 
<laughs> you don't like the cars. No. Wow. All right. Music. On which channel did the B-52s get nothing but static? Hmm. I'm guessing that's from the song. I have no idea. Um, Channel 69. Channel Z. Hmm. That's not a real thing. Protest. (laughs) Doesn't have to be a real thing Hmm. when you're singing about it. What day is this? I'm a little out of it. All right. Sports and games. Oh, man. You loser. What is the nickname of Fenway Park's left field wall? Oh, the, uh, I'm like totally blank. The, uh, green monster. Gosh. (laughs) I hate when you do that, when you set me up, like it's an easy question. And then my brain goes blank. Uh, Sports and games for Mickey. What baseball player signed a $252 million contract in 2000, the largest in sports history? Hmm. Derek Jeter. I'm surprised you didn't get that, man. Alex A-Rod. Rodriguez. Yeah, A-Rod. When that went down, that was pretty uh, buzzworthy. All right, it's six to four. Six to four. What word is tattooed just above Tommy Lee's belly button? Uh, let me cue up the tape here. Um, <laughs> I'll say Pamela. I have no idea. No, it says mayhem. I've personally never been close enough to his belly button to read it. <laughs> I haven't either, obviously. <laughs> All right, buzz category. Hey, Jimmy yeah. Valiant, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant has a tattoo at his waistline that says "Come to Papa." <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And he also has wrestling boots tattooed on his legs. I mean, like across his feet and up to his knees. He has wrestling what? boots tattooed. He <laughs> he always said he was going to die with his boots on. No kidding. Okay. Wow. And across his knuckles, like how the Blues Brothers, it would say Elwood. Mm-hmm. It says Big Mama across his knuckles. He's a pretty cool dude. I guess so. He's a truck stop hero. <laughs> All right. I think you're going to get this one in the buzz category. What actress did Dennis Robin file for an annulment from only after nine days of marriage? Carmen Electra. That is correct. All right, one more question on the card. All right, fad. What Rolling Stone music credit was portrayed by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie Almost Famous? Oh, this is such a cool name. I'm yeah. gonna change my name to this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Lester Bangs. Lester Bangs. That's a cool name. If I ever have another kid. <laughs> All right, fad category. Who is the college student who started Napster? Um, at one time, I would know this. 
Yeah, I had totally forgot who it was too. Uh, so I read the answer. Is his first name Sean? First name is Sean. Um. Yeah, I don't know his last name. Gonna take a guess. You like it when I guessed. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna take okay. a guess. Sean Fanning. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Sean Fanning. All right, we're at 65 on our third card. Well, here comes you an easy one. Stop. <laughs> it's a movie. What 1999 feature told the story of wrongfully imprisoned boxer Reuben Carter? Hmm. <sighs> 1999. Uh, I have no idea. The hurricane. Correct. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was... Uh... No. That, I, I don't know why I was thinking that was Muhammad Ali. Will Smith did a Muhammad Ali movie, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It was called Ali. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, which one was Hurricane? Was that Denzel? It was. Okay. That was a total guess. Um, movies. What 1986 film featured Melanie Griffith as a free spirit who kidnaps yuppie Jeff Daniels for a weekend of fun? Hmm. Uh, Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud. <laughs> Something wild. Hmm. I'll tell you wild. what, Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud is something wild. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a love story set in Mexico. The girl and her donkey. You'd have to see it, I guess. It was. Yes, big. I would have to see it. That's cool. All right, uh, television. What's the score? Because you're probably seven to get, five. Probably gonna get this, and it's very timely. What was downtown Julie Brown's catchphrase? Wubba wubba wubba. Correct. Yes, very timely. The 40th anniversary. All right. Uh, that was TV question? I mm-hmm. guess so. Um, TV, here we go. What exercise did Jack Palance perform at the 1992 Oscars after winning his award? Um, he, he got he done uh, one-arm push-ups. Nice. Yes. Yeah. He was showing what a badass he was because he should have won like best supporting actor years earlier because he was in all those mm-hmm. old movies from the 50s and 60s. I think that was more like a lifetime achievement award that year. Yeah, because so. that was for uh, City Slickers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, his role was fun in that movie, but definitely not his best, you know. Okay, what are we up to? We are up to music. It is eight to six. Man, what actress graced the cover of Matthew Sweet's 1992 album Girlfriend? Oh, I should know this. Um, I can tell you the music video was like some kind of anime. I'm thinking Matthew Sweet. What year? Says 1992. 92. Julia Roberts. No, hold on. I'm Googling this because this 
It does not make sense. I might have to give you a different question. Was there not a girl on the cover? It says, what act- actress graced the cover of Matthew Sweet's 1992 album, Girlfriend? The answer is, even worse. So I googled actress even worse, and there are no hits. So I'm thinking this is a misprinted card. Uh, I see the cover. It is a girl on the cover. Yeah. Um, There's the stuff about the anime. The song Winona was named after actress Winona Ryder. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is um, a misprint. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just well, do you want to just do another? I'm on, I'm on randomly pull a different card and do the music question off of it. Okay. And then we'll go back to the card I was on for the rest of it. So, music. What singer shares a birthday with country singer Ryan Adams? Say again. What singer shares a birthday with country singer Ryan Adams? Um, uh, I'm to think of the time period. <clears throat> uh, I'll say Alanis Morissette. No, this is one where they were leading you down a path. Ryan Adams and Brian Adams share a birthday. The okay. answer was Brian Adams. Well, I Googled Matthew Sweet's uh, girlfriend cover, and the actress says is Tuesday's Weld. Tuesday Weld. Yeah, well, the card says even worse. So Yeah, uh, whatever. Anyway, I missed it. it anyway, it, don't it matter. It be a misprint. So. Okay, well, here we go. But I wanted to, do, I wanted to show my fairness. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, music. What 1979 Led Zeppelin album would prove to be their swan song? In Through the Outdoor. That's right. Eight to seven. Oh, man. I don't want you to get this one, but you will. Sports and games. What NFL team's fans often wear foam hats shaped like cheese? The Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry, it's the Green Bay Puckers. <laughs> that would be the Moops. Yes, the Moops. Yes, that would be correct. All right. And we are up to, oh, okay, you got this. Sports and games. What NBA star's nickname is the answer? Um, oh, crap. Uh, uh, Allen Iverson. Yes. Yep. Nine to eight. Okay, let's see if he can choke. Uh, Buzz. What member of the British royal family is the author of the Budgie, the Little Helicopter children's books? Budgie, the Little Helicopter children's books. Um... Budgie the Little Helicopter, member of the royal family. I'll say Diana. Uh, Sarah Ferguson. Fergie. 
Fergie. <laughs> All right. Should have known that. My wife being the royal at heart. Uh, okay. What's the score? Nine to eight. And we were on buzz category but before you marrying. Get, you're going to get the next one. You're going to get the next one. So okay. I got to get this one to stay in it. Before marrying Faith Evans, Biggie Smalls dated what diminutive performer? Spud Webb. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Lil' Kim. You got it. Yes. We're tied. We're tied you. at nine. I'll get a chance to. <clears throat> yes. Because you're going to get this one. This one's super easy. Fad category. What's the name of the Fruit Loops spokesbird? Oh, Toucan Sam. Correct. All right. So it's 10 to 9. You have a chance to tie it. Send it to overtime. No pressure. In fads, what outdoorsy headgear caught on with teens in the 90s? Outdoorsy headgear? Mm-hmm. What were those hats called uh, people used to wear backwards? Like a, like a newsboy hat or whatever. That's not really outdoorsy. Uh, what outdoorsy headgear caught on with teens in the 90s? Oh, headgear. I was thinking hat. Well, I guess a hat is a headgear. Um, oh, uh, what year was I in middle school? That was in the 90s. They used to, when girls would wear those black felt hats. But that's not outdoorsy either. Um, football helmets have never been trendy. Uh, uh, fishing hats. <laughs> you son of a! It's fishing hats. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We're tied. We're tied. We are tied at ten. At 10. Who is going to blink first? We're onto a new card. <laughs> Sudden Dear death. God. Sudden death. Dear God. Oh crap! They're going to get this one. Hmm, movies. Who directed the 2001 remake of The Planet of the Apes? Tim Burton. Correct. Have that DVD. Okay. Wow. Okay. A, a comic book question maybe here in mm. movies? What daredevil nemesis can turn anything into a thrown weapon? Uh, bullseye. That's correct. Oh, yes. <laughs> How do you get the comic book question? Come on, man. Okay, tell me this. This is an easy one. You got this. Who was Johnny Carson's permanent guest host from 1983 to 1986? 83 to 86. I would have to guess Joan Rivers. You would be correct. Okay. He got pissed when she went the Fox. Okay, here it is. TV. Which former co-star of Phil Hartman replaced him on news radio? Hmm. Former co-star. Probably somebody from Saturday Night Live. Um... Which former co-star of Phil Hartman replaced him on news radio? That was so sad when he died. Oh, crap. 
who would have been on? Um, Kevin Nealon. I'm sorry. It's John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Yeah, nobody liked John Lovitz. He was pretty good in uh, City Slickers, too. Yeah, but he was replacing the Bruno Kirby, though. Who yeah, really and that was, yeah, yeah, that was definitely downhill from there. Yes. All right. 12 to 11 is the final score. Well, you and the old boy has tied it back up. You have proven yourself worthy of a title match next time. <laughs> hey, you can keep the title. The score is three to three, sucker. <laughs> Good. I'm sure the world will be happy not to hear you bitching and moaning. <laughs> I have been a, I have taken all kinds of from you, man. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and I've taken it proudly. All right. That was our quiz show. Uh, that was our probably uh, best quiz show yet. I don't think we've gone two rounds in overtime before. So that was very fun. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up here in the time machine. We're going to head back to the future and see what's coming up on After Hours. Well, we hope you enjoyed our journey through time with our quiz show. If we maybe stirred up some memories, uh, want to talk about one of the questions and answers, we'd love to hear it over there on Twitter this week, at TR on social, at RD80s and at Yesterdayville. For our personal accounts, and we would invite you to subscribe to the podcast, the Retro Network Time Machine, of course. And uh, just take a quick minute this week, rate us over there on Apple Podcasts. We sure would appreciate it. And you can also join us on Patreon for some great bonus podcasts, our after-hours show, patreon.com slash the retro network. What do we got coming up tonight, Mick? Well, we're going to do a little more trivia. Oh, okay. And some, uh, what have you been watching lately? Okay. Sounds good, man. Uh, but I'm stuck on a broken record here, so I'll be <laughs> anxious to hear what, uh, you've been watching, uh, so, well, that would be fun. Over on After Hours, join us tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern on Patreon, also in the VIP vault for our VIPs. But we appreciate you being with us this week. You've got Jason here for Mickey. We'll see you in time. sit back, drink my champagne, eat my caviar, and, and listen to you. <laughs> I don't remember that being part of uh, <laughs> Robin Leach's uh, repertoire there. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>